Hey, ladies, gentlemen, um, beautiful people of the public. Welcome to another episode of our Footy Fantasy Podcast. As always, I have my co-host Zaza here. Zaza, hey. how are you doing, sir? I'm good, bro. How you doing, man? Happy pretty to be good, here as usual. Good. Happy to be here, man. Okay. Uh, producer Bull is also in the background doing his thing. Today, uh, it's an exciting one. Bumper package. We've been, it's been taking like eight days and we're going to review the Manchester Derby. We'll talk about um, how the game went. The back-to-back games, Manchester Derby, the return of Mourinho, called the Mourinho Derby. We'll touch that a little bit. But we're going to focus mainly on the battle for 5th and 6th, a.k.a. the Royal Rumble. After we take a break, we'll, touch, we'll segue to La Liga, uh, talk about the UCL get draws that finished. Some tasty, tasty, tasty draws coming up, possibly coming up. People that qualified, people that dropped into Europa. Uh, before we go ahead, I want to give a big shout out to Pastor Frederick, who was dropping sermons this week, <laughs> doing the Lord's work <laughs> in Manchester. <laughs> On both sides of Manchester, he was doing the Lord's work, Pastor Frederick. Shout out to pa- Pastor Frederick. Is it, That's is, my personal shout out to Pastor Frederick. Wait, wait, I thought it was Pastor Fredrino. No, it's Pastor Frederick. <laughs> <laughs> but he has two names. He's Pastor Frederick uh-huh. and he's dropping his sermons on the field. That's right. And when he's like not making um, Rodri, he's Fredinho. I'd, I'd like to say that um, just to add that um, this guy, they wanted to sour his beautiful, beautiful day. Some animals wanted to sour his beautiful day, but my boy wasn't really, really going to let go. That was his day. Nothing was going to bring him down and um, I'm very glad for him. Uh, like I always say, I usually like it when players who have been, you know, vilified for a long time step up. And um, yeah, he showed his true class that day. I'm happy for him. Like I told you um, off the podcast, I'm still accepting apologies, you know, Gucci. You can send it by email. We don't watch Dirty Linen in public, man. You got to stop this. I'm just, joking, this, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Let's talk about... Let's just... Briefly about the Jose Derby. How did that game... How do you think that game went? Well, if we're going to talk about that, I can just talk about the two games uh, quickly. Because okay. uh, how did it go was... We started a week where nobody believed that United was going to... Manchester United were going to win those two games. They kind of had this... As a matter of fact, there was an ill feeling I had that uh, Lugana Solskjaer was going to get fired if he lost the two games badly. Uh, people were already talking about uh, some minders being spoken to. And then if you remember, in the previous game, there was a public... Um, nobody knows what happened because the two men are the kind of guys that wouldn't probably talk about it. There was that public um, aggro between Sir Alex and Woodward yeah. right in right. the game. And so people, it, you know, the Nats were out for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And, but this guy stepped up and, uh, you know, I think he was bulletproof because oh, he was wearing chain mail because the Nats <laughs> couldn't get it. And, he, you know, he came out with his katana and sliced all of them. Like a... Uh, nine lives. Yeah. This man... Set his team up tactically and murdered Spurs and Man City. The scores do not reflect how good he was tactically. The scores do not reflect it. Really, Spurs had only one chance. The two, the two um, shots on target they had were not real chances. The goal was not a real chance. It was a half chance. It was right. made out of nothing. Daily had his goal, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Daily had his goal. Yep. 
Rashford could have scored two goals in that game. Um, he hit the crossbar with one, right? Yeah, he hit the crossbar with one. Actually, not oh, two. Oh, it was a save, actually. Yeah. Save to the crossbar. Save to the crossbar. Um, Lingard had a very good chance. In the first 20 minutes, United had about five or six good chances. Correct. And, you know, we thought, okay, this was a one-off. Guess what happened? Because, of course, uh, like, I like the way uh, Roy Keane put it. You know, we know the mentality of sports. No disrespect to sports. You know, Roy Keane is talking about the sports of these days. The sports of these days are not the same. You can't go to the Champions League final. People keep talking about you have a weak mentality. I don't believe that. Correct. But, basically, he was just trying to say he was united at home. But to go to Etihad, nobody, I, I, can, I haven't seen anybody I've played uh, Pep Guardiola since he came to England in Etihad that badly. And Pep looked clueless. He didn't have an answer. I, I was very, that was very, you know, like before he would adjust the game quickly and they, could, they, they couldn't even do tactical fouls. And that's where Fred came in. And why I say that was where Fred came in was Fred was the guy that got the ball every time and turned around and, you know, and nobody could get near him. De Bruyne, Rodri, uh, Silva. They, they tried to kick him a few times and he wrote those tackles and that was really shocking. Uh, and what I mean shocking, the performance of Man City was really, really appalling. But you, we do not want to dwell on a bad performance without, you have to give praise where, Correct. you know, and I would say that uh, Manchester United should have killed them. They should have because that was a big opportunity to really put them to the sword. They should have come out of that first half three, four goals up. That's, That's how true. good the performance was. That is true. Yeah, um, yeah I... I agree. The only one thing I wanted to bring up is uh, Manchester City's um, midfield problems. And now, these last three, four games I've seen, where they've lost to Manchester United, they've did they draw, or lose to they, they lost the game recently, or did they, did they draw? Yeah, they've had um they've had a lot of starters recently. Yeah, they drew with Newcastle. Like the yeah, last couple of yeah, games I've yeah, seen, had a few made starters. me see that they seriously. Apart from their defensive problems, which is what everybody's attacking, everybody just goes for the throat down the middle. That's right. The major thing I'm also seeing that it's how quickly they transition the ball, how quickly they move the ball. It's not as quick as it used to be last season. And there's something in there, whether it's burnout, whether it's intensity, whether the players are tired, and maybe a tactical trick might not even change it. It might be just that. Because I know before, at the last part, I was saying maybe you should push Fernandinho into the midfield. Maybe that, that, maybe that would not even work if he does that. Because that's what I noticed about them is every time they play a big game, like you said, at the Etihad, the one thing that they usually use to beat people was they don't consider a lot of chances because apart from the fact that they, they, they keep always the keep the ball, that's right. when you get the ball, like you said, the tactical fast comes very quickly. Very, yes. very quickly and nothing, yeah, so not, nothing happens. You don't have time on the ball. And they transition the ball with so much speed and, and passing, they go to your passing lanes very quickly. There's this thing Rafa Benitez said you know, and um, I think that might have also been the problem was uh, I think maybe Manchester United shocked them. And but Rafa Benitez said that, and I noticed that too, the way Manchester United switched the ball, one they overloaded one side, right? Forcing Man City to shift to a side and then they had a player free on the other side. So a throw is taken on the right side of the pitch. The ball gets to Lingard mm -hmm. or Fred and they switch it. They always they would switch it to one, you know, switch it either to the left for Rashford to keep running. So what they actually did was they basically spread these guys out. Okay. They spread them out and they were switching balls fast. The speed of their transition was uh good. But you can you can set up a team tactically, but the players have to step up 
on the pitch and make it happen. That's, so the players did that's it. That's correct. And the other thing I would say about um, yeah, the other thing I would say about Man City as well that was also shocking was that when they had the ball, they couldn't get past players like they used to. You know, of course they had a few chances, but the Manchester United players blocked everything. Then that was you know that was. Is this not about a debut performance? Because Man City are supposed to step up. Sterling did not beat his man. I can't remember Sterling. If Sterling he beat did, his man. like first time, first yeah. few minutes, but yeah. after that, yeah. It was one really, sucker pretty much yeah. had him unlocked. So, um, I would say Man City need to buy players. So, they need some, they need a new, some new leaders in the team. Um, that's what I might say. Yeah, I agree. And that's kind of a good segue, talking about um, going lower, talking about Manchester United and what we call the battle for fifth and sixth. We haven't talked as much about this on this pod, as much. And it's a Royal Rumble going on in there, as Bucci said. The, the point difference between the fifth position and 11th position is just two points. It's... And, and it goes like this, right? <laughs> it goes Manchester United, 24 points. Correct. Wolves, 24 points. Spurs, 23 points. Sheffield United, 22 points. Arsenal, 22 points. Crystal Palace, 22 points. Newcastle, 22 points. <laughs> This is this is by next weekend. Newcastle could be fifth, <laughs> United could be eleven. Correct. That's how it is at the moment from fifth. And then of course you also have to remember that um, not too far behind them is Brighton, who's nineteenth. That should true. actually catch up to one of those teams. Who are, so it's it's a weird thing. Um, what I think, uh, I personally think, is that um, a lot of money has come into the Premier League. We said this before off the podcast a lot that um, the Premier League of these days is very competitive. Yep. But the amount of, the, the level of competition now is really, really amazing. It is. And it's no longer about go hire a Portuguese coach, go bring a foreign um, coach from Spain or get the best, some of the best uh, experienced English managers. We're talking about managers that are bringing their teams straight from the championship, straight from the championship, punching what they would say far above their weight. And these teams are not looking like they're punching above their weight. These Correct. teams are looking good. I mean, I can tell you today that despite what Brendan Rodgers has done, you know, that with Leicester City, my manager of the season is Chris Waddle. Of Sheffield. Yes. He yeah. is my manager of the season. This is a team that just got promoted. Yes. And they're battling with the big boys. That's, that's one. Newcastle is a newly promoted team, right? No, no, no. They're not a newly promoted team. They, they almost got relegated last season. Yep. And now, look at them. That is the weird thing about football. They have a new manager yep. who not so many people like his appointment, but he's doing well. Okay. And um, Arsenal has been a team people have written off. There's so much talk going on about Arsenal. Of course, their fans expect them to be closer to the top four, but... Talking about us now, mm-hmm. I wanted to say something real mm-hmm. quick. I know mm-hmm. on the last pod, I want to retract some information. Last pod, you know, I gave incorrect information about Youngberg being, uh, having his coaching badge not done. Yeah, he was not qualified. Yeah, yeah. So that so, was yeah. just um, some wrong information that was being spread on social media. It was confirmed on various websites, you know, verified journalists that David You Austin, are fake news. <laughs> <laughs> that Youngberg actually has his badges and he doesn't have any timeline to complete his coaching badges. So, so he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to. So he could possibly be their manager to the end of the season at this point. So yeah, I agree with you. The one and that team I wanted to um, also touch also was Wolves. Mm-hmm. Wolves seem to be able, because they were struggling, 
you know, managing Europa mm-hmm. and um, the Premiership together. That's but right. they seem to have found the balance now and they are returning back to the Wolves that we know where. They, I think they are on a, they've not lost any game. They have the longest unbeaten streak in the Premiership now, apart from Liverpool. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. They Wolves, have the longest unbeaten streak. They have the longest unbeaten streak but in the Premiership. No, the beaten streak is uh, full the, of a little bit of draws. A lot of a draws. Lot of draws so. That's right. But they still They are showing their resilience, streak. you know, and they are back to their... Diego Jota seems to be finding his form now. He's That's been knocking right. on the door last in the last game. He scored two goals. Uh, Arsenal. Yeah. I mean, they won their last game, but they were really they were poor for a lot of a lot of the of that ninety minutes. They struggled, and it's now looking like the Youngberg call is looking like they have to find a manager quickly, because from what I'm seeing, it feels like Youngberg obviously is learning on the job. It's a cliche, but it's actually fully really learning on the job when you see. His changes and his tact- his tactical options. I, I, I usually say this with that's one of the reasons why I like to be a bit patient um, with football. That win was a good win. It's the kind of win that turns a season. You mean Arsenal's win? Yes, West Ham. Okay. It's the kind of win that turns a season. It's the kind of win. Look. My favorite saying, and I know I've said it so many times, and people get tired of hearing me. They say, oh, you repeat yourself too much. I'd rather be lucky than good. You need a lot of luck in football. You need a lot of luck in sports. And think about it. Pepe scored a wonderful goal in that game. Correct. When you look at the positives last night came out of that game, with, they were battered in the first half. They were being outplayed by West Ham. They were struggling. And then they come back from one goal down the way and score three goals. And, you know, Obama uh, Young scores. Pepe, the guy everybody has been laughing at, comes and does something wonderful. <laughs> you know, the 72 million pounds down the drain, does something good. So I'll be very honest and tell you this, that let's do let's the next game. Because looking at that game, if you're trying to look at the negatives... Guess what the next game is? I know what the next <laughs> game is. But is Manchester City is going is to that, Are they really that scary? Are they really that scary now? <laughs> Are they really that scary? That Arsenal defense? Let's see. We'll find out. That, that um, city midfield. That city defense. Think about it. Are they that scary? We'll find out. That's I'm what just, I'm going to say. Yeah, we'll that's what out. I'm saying. It's all football now. <laughs> it's, it's weird that we can be talking about that game and I'm feeling like... I, I know Manchester are favorites. Don't get me wrong. I, I believe Manchester are city favorites, but they are there for the taking. And if Arsenal players take the positives they got from that game, they can take. They could take Man City. Man City are very weak down the middle. Yep. Yeah. And all they, I would say, probably just let Ozil play that game. You're, you're right. It's possible. Yeah. Man City look really. They look yeah. unlike themselves. Yeah. yeah. And before we touch about talk about sports real quick, um, before we go on break, um, Spurs look look like they took all their anger or non-performance from the. Manchester game on Burnley. Wait. They made wait, Burnley wait. look really, really poor. Wait, wait, wait. Let me ask you a question. Oh, wait, Burnley have been poor anyway. They went they just beating 4 1 in the previous game at yeah. home by City. By but City, yeah. is this just a Moreno? Is this just a Moreno? I mean, this is first clean sheet, so that's a little bit like Moreno. But you're trying to tell me Moreno has scored, is it how many goals? 20 something goals <laughs> in four games? Is it four or five games? Yeah, five four, games. yeah, yeah. He has six games yeah. in Champions League. I mean, that's his first clean sheet, which is a shock because I thought that that guy would be packing the ball. <laughs> and he seems to be letting these guys play, which is good. But why I, why I was actually shocked was um, I've always said that uh, once Moreno loses, it goes back to default. Correct. 
And it's, just, it's not just him. It's about every manager. Once managers lose, they go back to default. The losses, bad losses usually, you know, seem to turn managers around. And so I thought Mourinho was going to come out a little bit more pragmatic and whatever in that game. And he let, he still let them play open. Attacking football. Attacking football. To be fair to him, mm-hmm. he did say it in his press conference. Mm-hmm. I don't know I read that somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or I saw the press yeah. conference where he came out and said, you know, he's going to let them play. play that he's going to play to the strength of this team. He sees that this team is an attacking team and he's going to play. Now, we know, like I, like we know, he says this a lot in new, different clubs he goes to, but so far he's doing it. I always say it's a patch, right? Let the patch come. That's what we know. One result, bounce back, it's okay. Let the patch come. If they get to a difficult patch, three, four games, they don't win a game. That's when we'll know if he, if he truly wants to change his philosophy, like he says, well, and play attacking football. Well, I'll tell you the interesting things that are going to happen next. Is that um, Wolves are playing Spurs next? Correct. Spurs are playing Chelsea after that. And why those games are very important is that I think Wolves are the kind of team that are very pragmatic in their style. They are very, very. Um, Santo has his team very solid, and they love to counter. So they would like an attacking team that has been playing defense so naively. We very. Uh, individually greatly talented defenders. You know, they have these talented defenders that will go out and do a lot of things, but that could do a lot of things. No wood, but they are running around like headless chickens. Uh, that's my problem with sports now. Apart from that last game where they kept clean shit, they've considered many cheap goals. Correct. Uh, with Un- against United, they looked uh, out of sorts. Against West Ham, they were up, and then they started letting in cheap goals. If they keep playing like this, they will get a drop in from a very good team. Of course, I don't think Chelsea's. Uh, I've said it, and you know, people. I said it off the podcast, and I'll say it now because my. I think some of my predictions are coming true. Chelsea cannot wait for January to come fast enough because they're defensively also weak. Struggling. Yeah. It's yeah. weird that a lot of teams in the Premier League are not looking solid defensively where this was a highly, you know, solid and tactical league. So, my fear is that if Moreno loses another big game, he will end up going back to um, his style of being a little bit more pragmatic. But I would want a little bit of pragmatism from them to be, he's continuing to be a little bit more solid. That's okay. what I feel. Uh, but the next two games are very interesting. Like, uh, it's part of the Royal Rumble, like I said. And yeah. um, the battle on the, on the uh, we were said on Twitter that um, if Chelsea are not careful, they, they would get dragged in. And yeah, it's possible Tottenham beats Chelsea and drags them into the battle for six. Fifth and then and it six. becomes a battle for fourth to sixth. Correct. Um, fourth to tenth. Yeah. <laughs> or fourth to tenth. You know? And then, you know, that's a... I agree. Yeah. I, I, just to wrap that up, uh, mm-hmm. the IPL discussion, um, I think it's a coach's league. I said that beginning of the season. I maintain that this has become a coach's league. The level of coaching we're seeing in the league premiership this season, it's unrivaled ever. From top to bottom. Even like some sides that are struggling. You know, people like Bournemouth... Their manager, even if they're struggling right now, mm-hmm. Crystal Palace, West Ham, Brighton, Porter, like this is a coach's league. You have so many managers who are maximizing their resources. In some cases, some of them are overperforming with their resources. So it's a coach's league. I That's think. right. Well, let's go to a break. And when we come back, we'll segue into La Liga.
we're back from our break. Uh, a classical. It feels like uh, that's one of the best times I always talk about La Liga. So Barcelona are hosting Madrid. This is a postponed match. I think it was postponed sometime in October due to some issues. Um, yeah, so due to the demonstration. Demonstration. Yes. So the game is going to be played on the 18th, if I remember. Next week, Wednesday, Barcelona will be hosting Madrid. And currently, the league table is looking, is looking really spicy right now. Uh, <laughs> Barcelona and Madrid have joined up on 34 points. Um, separated by two goals. Two goals, goal difference. And even though the game is next week, Wednesday, both of them have top away fixtures the, at the weekend. Barcelona go to Sociedad. It's a tough game um, where they play Martin Odegaard. Madrid go away to Valencia, who just qualified for the second round of the Champions League. So, uh, Barcelona and Madrid were a team that they both struggled beginning of the season, I think. They both, but over time, Madrid has found ways, has made tactical adjustments, especially in the midfield. The ability for Zidane to realize that um, Valverde, he needs legs in the midfield along with Casemiro, not just Casemiro. So what he does, he plays Valverde, he plays Casemiro, then he plays either of Cruz or uh, Modric. He doesn't play both of them at the same time anymore. So that I think that's one thing that has helped. Going forward also, his ability to inject um, the young kid, Rodrigo, into that lineup. Oh, but it's been refreshing. Yeah, it's been refreshing. Mm-hmm. So that's helped Real Madrid's attack going forward. And Benzema seems to have found his, you know, being the top nine now, now that he doesn't have to play second fiddle to Ronaldo. I think he has been refreshed this season. Hazard is still struggling to find his feet. He's, he, I think he looks off form, maybe physically also. He's just got some, another hamstring and he's been out. Some people, some people make jokes that maybe it's of tackles. You know, we don't do that here. We don't like to body shame, but... I saw him when he came to um, Houston. Um, Houston, he looked overweight. He still looks overweight. He does. Uh, and I don't get it. I don't know what happened to what him. What happened to him? It's uh, really shocking. But in Barcelona's case, in my uh, looking at Barcelona, I I think Valverde is struggling from... He's still doing that thing where he's struggling from week to week, what he wants to do. But I think the recent games, what he's doing now, he's not playing Griezmann, Messi, and Suarez together. What he does is Griezmann either comes from the bench, he plays Suarez, Messi and plays um, fatty sometimes, and sometimes switches around so that Messi doesn't have to drop too deep. And he, he doesn't play Frankie De Jong and Busquets together. He plays either or. Mm-hmm. So if he plays De Jong, he plays De Jong with Vidal, uh, just for speed and legs in that midfield. So I think, obviously, with that team, Messi, Barcelona goes the way Messi goes. So Messi has, you know, it's just being Messi now. Initially, he had few struggles, but he's come back to his level. He was also just... Crowned Ballon de All, so mm-hmm. I think he's in the mood now. So I think that game is going to is Bas- it's going to be a very tough game. It's going to be a tactical game. I think Barcelona wins since they're home. They have home advantage. They always seem never to lose at no camp when in games that matter, uh, except to Real Madrid. The, well, that's true. Yeah, except so, to Real Madrid. Yeah, they, they lose up there. Yeah, that's yeah. true. They have they, yeah. they so, lose to that doesn't matter. Madrid at no camp. I know it's a big, it's yeah. a big rivalry game. This game does it doesn't matter. The, the, um, Home advantage doesn't matter. Uh, to me, I think it's a game for the kids. Fati and Rodrigo, they have really been really, really great to watch. Um, football has become more and more of a young man's game. And uh, sometimes it feels very weird when you're watching. You know, most footballers are supposed to be closer to my age now. 
then I'm watching people who could be young enough to be my kids, <laughs> you know, taking the stage. And it's really, really great to see the game evolve that much. There used to be a time when these kids would get eaten up by these games. Of course, there were other kids that have always stepped up, but those kids used to have supreme talent. That's true. Now, the game seems to be more patient and, you know, they're letting kids come up and they're giving them time and, you know, and this is great. So I, I, um, maybe it's just a prayer. I'm not sure because um, there are bigger characters and bigger players on that pitch that may, I think would take the game by the storm. I don't think uh, Messi would hide, so I think it might be a Messi game. But I would love a game where the Rodrigo and Fati, you know, score both score, or maybe one of them scores the winner kind of stuff. It would really, really be great. Um, I don't think uh, Barcelona will win it. I have a feeling this game will be a draw. Okay. I um, I was thinking that uh, beginning of the season, I was thinking that Barcelona were going to run away with the league. They started much better than Real Madrid. Correct. And Real Madrid has, you know, slowly found their form, slowly edged up, edged up, edged up. And when Barcelona slipped up, they took advantage. And well, we're back to, you know, Normal duties in La Liga again. Yep. This game will not decide who wins the league. It might be the one in match, but this game will be everything. It will have a lot of things. And I'm I just so mad it's on a Wednesday because a lot of people will miss it. It will, I don't know why they couldn't fix it on a weekend. They should have found the weekend and shifted some other game. <laughs> this is the most important game in La Liga. Yep. It is. So I agree with everything you said. I uh, I'm just adding that I want maybe it's a personal desire. I'm so happy for those kids, and I want them to really you know do it. I'm not supporting anyone, obviously. I hope for a great game. I really, really hope for a great game. Yeah, I just like to see my man Messi do his magic as always. Yeah, yeah but he might not. You know, it might be it might be Fati and Rodrigo. That's those true. boys, you know, you know, that's just me. You know, that's just me. That's true. Uh, we move on to Champions League. Ooh, this was uh, some some shock results happened. So first, we just list out, I guess, all the teams that made um, that's built the knockout stages. So we start uh, the Liverpool Napoli qualified um, from Group E. That's right. Dortmund and Barcelona qualified with Inter dropping to Europa League. Mm-hmm. Um, Lyon. And uh, RP Leipzig qualified. Wait, Leipzig. How are you reading this thing? You're just reading it randomly? From group... So you group, said from group E. From group G. Um, group H. I, Valencia and Chelsea qualified with Ajax dropping to Europa. Okay. And... Uh, group A. Group A, you have PSG at Real Madrid. Correct. Um, Bayern Munich and Spurs came out of um, group B. B, yep. And then um, Man City... Really dominated Group C, and Atlanta managed to squeeze out of that. Correct. Uh, and um, Juventus and Atletico came out of Group D. That is correct. Uh, I'd like to ask you to talk a little bit about um, Liverpool and Napoli, especially with what happened at Napoli after that game. Um, what do you think about that group? Uh, about the group, uh, I mean, it's kind of what we expected. Normal mm-hmm. service. I expected Liverpool to win that group. It looked like at some point they were struggling and if they had lost the game, you know, due to their loss to Napoli and I think did they draw something? They drew and they lost one of that game away. 
So it looked like they were in trouble for a bit, but I mean, their their form eventually and experience came through. They are battle tested. I mean, they are European champions. Yeah, you that's know. Right. So the game against Salzburg, I'll briefly talk about. It. That was a very good game. Salzburg yeah. played them very well. But Liverpool's patience, experience, came, and came ability through. came to the fore. Um, Napoli qualified, and right after they qualified, they fired their manager, yeah, man, Carlo Ancelotti. It's shocking. It's shocking. And what I reports that I gathered, I was reading some ESPN reports um, earlier today, and they were saying it was because after Napoli lost the game earlier in the season, was it either they lost or they drew to Genoa, mm-hmm. they created a camp for the players to go to the and most. The players meeting it. And the players said they were going to, instead of players going to the camp, they said the players would remain in the camp. But Ancelotti allowed the players to go home. And the president, De Laurentiis, did not like that. And yeah. he said, they gave a statement saying they are going to hold Ancelotti responsible for that. And apparently, due to his ego, he wanted to fire him on the spot. But the lawyers advised against that. So they, do, all that had come out and they were saying they were leaking information that they expect Ancelotti to resign. Yeah, of course, Ancelotti's not going yeah, to they, they, He's they, not going to work away for money. Before the game, he said he has never resigned and he'll never resign. Correct. And, and, you know, or, or, or sorry, not before the game. After the game, he gave that um, interview where he said he has never resigned and he'll never resign. And I was wondering, what's this man talking about? You just qualified. But uh, so strange he got, things happen. He got fired because, and, you know, reports coming from everywhere seem to say that they think it's a bad decision considering the fact that you know they've, they've gone from Ancelotti now and within 24 hours they've hired Gattuso as the yeah. next manager yeah. that's right and Ancelotti even though he didn't do as well as Sarri in the league but at least he took them second uh, in, in the Italian league they played good football you know but so I they, think I think he suffered because of uh, what he might have suffered from was um, apart from the politics uh, Inter doing very well didn't help and why I say Inter doing very well did not help was that Inter were new coach you know little, new team yep. and they're doing very very well so the group will say what's your excuse you've had your team for a while your team is very good and it's not that uh, it's not just that they're doing uh, that Inter is doing well. Napoli is not doing well, really. They're actually, you know, far off the top. Yeah. Because if they were at least closer, they'd be like, okay, at least. You're... But now nah, it wasn't that. Then the players actually it wasn't that. Ancelotti let the players go. The players refused. They were not going to train. It was Dries Martins and somebody else that I forgot the other guy's name that organized it. They they mutinied against the chairman. But you see, that's the thing with football. It's easier to fire a coach and fire. 30 players or 20 something players, you Correct. know. Um, so that's that's what really happened there. But I, you know, I'm happy for both teams anyway. They deserve to get out of that group. Okay. The uh, only group I'm unhappy about, and you know, I I I, I don't like uh, what I call injustice in football. But that's the thing. Like I said, luck is always important. Ajax did not deserve to go out of the Champions League. It was either I, uh, Valencia or Chelsea. One of them was supposed to have dropped out for them. I, now, why am I saying this? Was I disagree with that. Poor finishing is what. Okay, yes, is poor finishing. And when you but, have poor finish, you deserve what you get. When when um when I played um, Chelsea, there were it was a they dominated Chelsea over both legs. Correct. And of course, Chelsea were lucky to equalize in one game. And then there was a game where they were four one ahead, and then they they were lucky to get two red cards. That was the Chelsea game. 
No, it was a game that was 1 1. Yeah. They didn't beat Chelsea, if I'm correct. They beat Chelsea. Did they? I think they beat them in one leg. Oh, I think it was a draw. They were leading Chelsea, then they, I think they, uh, um, yeah, they Chelsea beat them. I think okay, Chelsea. Keep on. I'll check. Yeah. I'll check. So, why I was saying that was because, um, Ajax really dominated every team in that league. Oh, so actually Chelsea beat them. Yeah, Chelsea so beat them. Chelsea beat yeah. them 1-0. 1-0. In the first leg. In, in the first leg. In, in Holland. In Holland. And, and they played better than Chelsea there. And, the and then they came back and I played Chelsea and then got unlucky with two red cards. Correct, and yeah. One of the red cards, I agree, was a, was a bad call. Well, it was they a bad, bad call. Bad. And it felt like, um, you know, it felt like an injustice to watch that game. But this is football, like you said, bad finishing. But they were one of the better sides. I think they were better than the two teams that came out of that group. That's just my two cents. They were better than the two teams that qualified. Yeah. But nobody gives you anything, you know. Yep. So uh, um, for bad luck, yeah. There's yeah. no, there's no reward for bad there's luck. No but and where, where it gets fun is they're gonna carry this annoyance and go into the Europa League. And they won't focus and <laughs> they will, they will get knocked out. I'm, that's just it. I'm just being honest. You think they'll get knocked out? Okay. I don't think they'll win it. Uh, I know. I know they came, they came close that year when they lost mm-hmm. United in 2016. Yeah. And yeah. I think it was the same coach, right? It was the same coach? Or was yeah. it a different manager? I don't remember. I don't I remember. I think it was the same coach hard. that's been managing them for the past... I'm not sure, but I think it's the same coach that's behind them for the past four years. Yeah, that that that, that group was... Yeah, it yeah. was it was really spicy. When I'm talking about getting knocked out, uh, what about Inter? Inter, Inter. dropping <laughs> Twitch. These are the... They're they topping the Syria. They're top league leaders in Syria. They get oh knocked God, out. No, no, no. I, I kind of... I, I predicted they were going to get knocked out because I always wait, thought wait. they were not as good as... How can, you be, how can you be topping Sarah? The team, everybody's like, you're, you're on hot form. They're all doing like Martinez and Lukaku are supposed to be great. No, not supposed to be. They're doing great. And then you get beaten by Barcelona La Masia, like t- Barcelona Team B. Team B. At home. At home? Yeah. When you need that draw. Just a draw. They just need to win, actually. Yeah, they need to win. They need to match Dortmund's yeah, results. Yeah, they need to match Dortmund's results. That's true. Because Dortmund won. But, the funny thing about Inter is, maybe not Inter, the funny thing about um, Antonio Conte is he has this, and it looks like he thinks he's following him. Like you said, maybe he's not a lucky general, but mm-hmm. I feel like this has become too much of a pattern. Mm-hmm. He seems never to do well in Champions League. He's not. He's been a very good league manager. He's won league titles. He's literally everywhere he's coached. But the one thing he always struggles with in the Champions is Champions League. League. I think the furthest he's been to, despite all his success in mm-hmm. with Juve, yeah. the furthest he's ever been to any club is quarterfinals. That's how, and that's something that's always been highlighted in his career. So maybe there's a trend there to look at. Maybe it's not good in knockout competition. Wait, was it not the one that took Juventus to the Champions League final? Or was no. that Allegri? That was Allegri. That was Allegri. Both yeah, times that, was Allegri. That, okay, yeah, both times was Allegri. Yeah, both times. When it was at Chelsea, same thing. I yeah. think Chelsea's time was second round on two occasions. So yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's struggled, struggled in the Champions struggles. League. Yeah, and even when he was in Chelsea, I think he struggled to qualify out the first round one time. That, that one season. Yeah, they now got knocked out second yeah, round. Yeah. yeah. So... So what were early favorites, Bucci? <laughs> For the, in uh, the Champions League. Two Champions League. Ooh, I'll tell you this, man. Um, Based on how I know uh, everything has has gone, I'll tell you that uh, Juventus are coming along. There's an there's a there's a feeling I have about Juventus. Okay. And that feeling is that um, when they are performing with Ronaldo on fire, it looks like Ronaldo's team. Actually, this is not Ronaldo's team this year. Dybala. Dybala has yeah. stepped in. The guy that was supposed to have been sold. Correct. A few other players have stepped up and they're all doing well. The only place that seems to be weaker is in defense. It yeah. seems like um, Wonderboy. Delete. 
Wonder Boy is not doing so well there. But they look like a team that could actually do very well. And that would be my favorite. But of course, the problem is the manager. Why I say the manager is... Uh, Sari has never really done well in the Champions League either. That's correct. Yeah, so that might be... That's my only... Uh, so if you want me to pick what I feel would be a show banker, I would tell you that my show banker this season would be uh, weirdly. This would be weird to say, but I think my banker would be on Barcelona. That's that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Although Liverpool look 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 like an unstoppable machine now, and I I see them going very far in this competition. They will. I, I, I know it's hard to win back to back, but from England, a lot of all teams I'm looking at right now, they look like they'll go far. At this point in time, February is a long time. It's a long time away. But yeah, I would say Barcelona. And for the reason, the reason, only reason I'm saying Barcelona is, I feel like second half of the season, Fati, no, not Fati, sorry, Griezmann, Suarez, and more importantly, Messi is going to have his eye on that prize. The reality is Messi, is, mm. Messi cannot beat 11 players. Yeah. So the, the, the challenge I see about the Barcelona team is their manager, Valverde, there's just something about him. He's a man with nine lives, he's a cat with nine lives. But there are some things that just keep happening where it feels like he... Why Why is it that all good teams, the teams we think are good, are struggling with their managers? <laughs> and then the teams with good managers are struggling with the players. I, I was going to talk about Pep Guardiola's team. That This might be the season where he focuses on the Champions League because the league is the league title is over. The league For them, um, yes, um, over. challenge is over in England. But his team's not looking that good. They would. They look like a team that would be eaten up by a very good tactical team in Europe. Correct. Um, uh, yeah, I, I have to change. I have to change it and say, uh, uh, um, since you're going with Barcelona as well, I'll change it to Liverpool. Liverpool look unstoppable. They're my favorites this year. Um, it will be... Before we go, let's... So, <laughs> in order to wrap up, tell me one, one of the teams dropping into Europa that... That that, that, that are favorite to win it out of all teams dropping to Europa. Out of all the teams dropping into Europa, I will still go with Inter. Despite people saying that this guy doesn't do well in um, in Europe, Conte, he might do well in um, Champions League this year. He has a very solid in team. Europa, you mean? No, in Europe, like in general, like he doesn't do well in Champions League or in Europe, but he would do well in Europa. So um, I think I will go with Inter. Of the teams that dropped, they were that the best of the lot that dropped. Um, I I kind of agree. Yeah. I just, for me, I, the team, there's one team I think that would be a problem if they get over the hangover of being angry that they should have made it to Champions League is Ajax. That's right. They'll be a very hard team, team yeah. and they're a well coached team, and they'll be a hard team to beat. How so. does a well coached team not score goals, though? You said what? <laughs> you said they're a well coached team. They're a very well coached team. I'm just, no, that was just a sarcastic question. <laughs> <laughs> like, very, I think they're a well coached team, but yes, they, yeah, they're a very well coached team. They just had some um, brain farts. In important moment, uh, we've come to the end of the show. Before we go, let me ask you one question. Okay, what what draw would you like for? Who, who would you like to see meet the other in Champions League? Yeah, I would love. I literally would love a Barcelona. Oh, that cannot happen. Yeah, I would love a. Okay, I would love a, a Liverpool. Since they top their group, yeah. Real Madrid draw. That's what I would love. <laughs> I, I want that draw so much. Just I because would. I want to see how Klopp is going to handle that. That whole, they beat us, you know, when we were supposed to win Champions League. You know, how's that? I, I'm, dying, I'm dying to see that draw. A Liverpool-Madrid draw. That's what I'm dying I to see. I would love 
Och Tottenham, Barcelona, draw. Mm. I want to see uh, Mourinho go back to Barcelona again. I mean, let, let him get a chance to get one over Barcelona. You know, that would be very, very great for TV. Uh, that would be very, very great for TV. <laughs> that would be box office. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, as we go, this was a, a great show. Uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, guys, thanks for listening to us. Uh, the way you can, don't forget to connect with us on all our platforms. Facebook uh, is Footy Fantasy, F. Double O T I E. Uh, Twitter is at our Twitter handle is very is getting very active now. Um, we're posting a lot of stuff. Follow us at Footy at Fantasy F Double O T I E A D Fantasy on Instagram um, Fantasy Footy. Our website also is FootyFantasy.com. We post articles, some of the um, posts of Spotify. You can find it also and listen to it on our website. Very important. Our podcast is. The Footy Fantasy, which is one word, F-O-O-T-I-E, Fantasy. You can find us on all your podcast platforms you find, Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher, whichever means you use to listen to your podcast. On iTunes, it's very, very critical. It's also called Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star rating if you like what we're doing. It helps us grow the podcast. Leave us comments. You know, we have our Footy Mailbag section. Um, so just interact with us. Um, the Zaza is, is very um, active on Twitter posting. So contact us, engage with us. Yeah. Send me questions, bro. Send me questions. And please, 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 please. Don't bring some stats if you can't back it. If you're coming at me on Twitter, you better back it because, you know, I like it. I love a good battle sometimes. So please, please, please bring it, bring it, bring it. Bring it on. Yeah. Bring Come it. at us. Thank you.